Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good morning, saints of God. This is Bishop Q from Second Chance Christian Center for Second Chance Radio. We'd like to welcome you to this morning, this morning's time of wisdom uh, for Wednesday. Again, wisdom for Wednesday. We thank the Lord for the opportunity to worship the Lord this morning. Let's go to the throne of grace, Father God. We thank you that your anointing is here for every moment and every time, Lord God, that we are here to work and to teach, Lord. We thank you that your anointing is here to minister the word because you said, Lord, that the author and the teacher of the church is Jesus and the Holy Ghost teaching us all, Father. Uh, open our ears and open our hearts and our minds to receive what the word says so that we may grow in grace and in love and understanding. This we ask in your son's name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. We'd like to, again, say thank you for all of the listeners are here. And for those of you who are listening later on throughout the day, praise the Lord. Let me let me know that you're listening. Uh, send us an email. Send us something so that we'll know as you check us out on Facebook. Let us know that. Well, we're going to start out this morning with the area of the Passover Again, with the area of Passover. And I want you to to get your mind focused because we're in April now. This is April the 1st, so get our mind focused on what is going on. We start with Exodus chapter 12, and we'll start with verses, uh, thank you, we'll start with uh, verse 4. All right? And it, it reads, and if the household be too little, and for the let, uh, for the lamb, and we're talking about Passover. This is the very first Passover. Thank you, Lord. We started verse three. I'm sorry. Speaking to all the congregation of Israel, saying, in the tenth month of this month, of this month, say that thou take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house, take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to the eating shall make the, your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. He shall take it from the sheep or from the goat, and he shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening, and they shall take the blood and strike it on two sides, of the upper doorposts of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in the night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and wash, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire. 
his head with his legs and with his uh, pituitants uh, thereof, and you shall let nothing of remain until the morning, and that which remaineth it shall until the morning shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Notice it said it's the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon your houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you, where I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. And you shall keep it a feast, said the Lord, throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Now notice it says for ordinance forever. We're talking about the presence of God and the power of God in the institution, first of all, of the Passover. This was something that God started many, many, many years ago, hundreds of uh, thousands of years ago, thousands of years ago, concerning uh, when the plague was to hit Egypt. Now we're talking about what is the relationship between that and what? Our communion. Now, I want you to understand some things. There's some. There's a whole lot of things that go on at this time, but I want you to catch on. I, I want you to catch on. Now, in Corinthians, and I'll read a couple other things first. We'll start with Galatians chapter 5, verse 30. It says, remember Paul's cry. He says, we, for we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. If, uh, that's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30. And I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, by Christ liveth in me, Galatians 2.20. As we partake of the communion table today, and this will be first Sunday we're coming into, as we drink of his blood and eat of his body, we're being made perfect. Just as the word says, conformed in its image, strengthened and equipped to the journey of life. Now, in 1 Corinthians, Chapter 11, verses 23 through 26, it says, The Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the new cup, testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. Doesn't that sound familiar? That is, again, that is the confirmation concerning the communion as to how it first got started. Again, how it first got started. Communion was first started with the Passover. And the body of the Lord Jesus Christ is represented by the bread. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is represented by the wine. Now, in the book of Exodus, it says in verse 12, or, uh, well, verse 11, 
it says that you shall eat it with your loins girded or your clothes on, with your shoes on your feet, and the staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. In other words, this Lord's Passover, you should eat it quickly. Not yes, eating like it's a dinner, but you should eat it quickly. Why? Because he said this is the Lord's Passover. Verse 12. So I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, and I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now here's the thing. Verse 13, it says, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and I and the plague shall not come upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Now, as believers, here's the part that you need to catch on. In the book of Revelation, the word says, And we overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of that testimony. Again, we overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of that testimony. As that verse said in verse 13, that when God sees the blood, he will not smite. In the Old Testament, he would not smite. The, the Jews, he would not touch the death, the plague, the death angel would not come uh, and, and touch the household that had blood there. Were you saying, are you saying that we should literally put blood on our doorposts? No, I'm not saying that. I am saying that as you take communion, that you put, you, you figuratively, spiritually put the blood on your families, that you as you take the blood of the communion, that you represent the the most powerful covering ever it is that's called the blood covenant. The blood covenant. This is the agreement that God has with his people. Again, this is the agreement that God has with his people, that the death angel will pass over. The death angel of sickness and disease and worry and pain will pass over the men and women of God who have a relationship, communion with God. Again, communion with God. Now, in Corinthians, it, it states, and that's very important that we look at that, because not all of it is finished. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, because it, it bears a lot of uh, understanding with this. See, I don't want you to miss out on this, because in chapter 11, uh, Let's see, as I'm looking at it. In verse 25, well, thank you. We'll we'll look at it in verse 23. It says, For I have received of the Lord that which I have also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. That's the same thing of the Passover, remember? And when he had given thanks, he broke it and taken. And we've already said this. It said, This is my body, which is broken for you, but this do in remembrance of me. Now, he said to do this in remembrance of him. That's most important. Now, when we get past that, it says, For often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do this unto the Lord's death till he comes. Has Jesus Christ come yet? No. He hasn't come back yet. But he initially was there in the book of uh, in the book of Corinthians. He was initially there in, the, in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because the disciples were there. But Paul wrote, Paul wrote in the book of Corinthians. I'm sorry, he wasn't there in the book of Corinthians. But when Paul wrote, he was saying, do this in remembrance of Jesus. 
Now, it says in verse 28, But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. And verse 29 says, For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. 30, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. In other words, they die. Because they play games with the Passover. They play games with the with the uh, the communion. The communion is a recognizing of your blood covenant with God. It is recognizing your salvation with God. It is recognizing the the communion with God. That, that's an intimate time with God. It's not some some off the wall thing. It's intimacy with God. It's intimacy with God, because you're spending time with God. It says in the book of Revelation, we overcame Satan by the blood and the lamb and the word of our testimony. This is an area of power and anointing that, that Satan can't control. We overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony is that we're not lying, we're not stealing, we're not killing. We're obeying the, obeying the commandments and the greatest commandment. Overall, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That is the commandment of love. The commandment of love says you're not going to hurt anybody because you love them. You're not deliberately going to hurt and strike back at people because you love them. What did Jesus say on the cross? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Catch that part. He said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Well, what is our part? In addition to saying that, our part is to line up our mouth. Line up our heart. Line up our heart. Remember when it says in verse 30, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. Why? Because in verse in verse 28 it says, But let a man examine himself. In other words, remind yourself, look over your life. Look over your life to see, have you started mess? Are you a creator of mess? Did you carry on mess? Did you hear what I'm saying? Make sure that our hearts our, our hearts and minds are clear. In the book of Ephesians, God says, let not any corrupt communication come out of thy mouth. You know, uh, in, in, the, in the rest of Ephesians, God says, you know, let a man mind his own business. Let a man mind his own business. Don't let him steal. He shouldn't steal. But well, if he steals, steal no more. Correct himself. Why? Because he knows better. He knows better. So as we examine ourselves and we know better based off of the word of God, then all we have to do is go before God and say, God, I am sorry. First, uh, First John chapter 1, verse 9, he is faithful and just. If we sin against God, remember, if we sin against God, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all sins committed by thought, word, and deed. So what are we to do to say, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. I knew what I was doing. I knew I was lying. Please forgive me, Lord. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And get your heart right and get your mind right and get your mouth right. Why? Because constantly confessing that lie or constantly confessing that sin only creates another lie to create, to cover the other lie. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. Just just live a totally clean life where you say, well, I've done so much. That's okay. Just clean yourself up because after all of the lies have been revealed, then 
then you're pure at heart. You're pure at heart. There's nothing left else to say. Nothing left else to say. We say that 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 doesn't do anything for me. Guess what? It takes the pressure off of your mind and your heart. And God said, how do we know? In the book of John, the Gospel of John, it says, chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled. Let In other words, he's saying, don't trouble your heart. You choose to have a troubled heart or not. And that's why Paul wrote to the book of, uh, in the church of Corinth, he says in verse 28 of chapter 12, 11 of Corinthians, he says, let a man examine himself. That's right. We can have a troubled heart by not examining ourselves. We can have a troubled heart by not examining ourselves. We can have a troubled heart by not examining ourselves. God wants us to examine ourselves. He wants us to clean up our hearts. He wants us to clean up our minds. He wants us to clean up everything that we have. Now, God is referring to believers now. He's not, he's not referring to, uh, to sinners because the only prayer that God hears from a sinner is, Lord, forgive me of my sin and come into my life. That's right. Come into my life. It's the only prayer that God hears is an invitation from a sinner, is an invitation for him to come into his life. That's all. But for a believer, for Christian Paul, uh, John, the, the, the disciple was talking to Christians. He said, if you sin, ask for forgiveness. And he's faithful and just to forgive you of all sin. That's what we're talking about. This institution of the, the, the blood covenant, of the Passover, is to clean up our minds and bodies and souls to let us know that the greater one, God's ability from his blood is greater than all of our sin, sickness, worry, and pain. It's greater. It's greater. It's greater. Our confession of our sin to God saying, please forgive me, and be reminded in, in Isaiah 48 and 43, he says, thy sins I will remember no more. That's what he said. As far as from the east is to the west, all we have to do is confess. That's all. As far as from the east to the west, he remembers our sins no more. That's right. That's where God wants us to stand in place. That's where God wants us to clean up our hearts and minds. That's where God wants us to keep in control. Why? Because the anointing is there right at that time. Where you're saying, again, why do we have to do this every first Sunday? Uh, uh, no. He says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. We don't have to just wait the first Sunday. We could do this every day of our lives. No, we're not to make this a ritual. No, we're not to make this a habit. It has to be a commitment of the heart to go before God, to clean yourself up, and to remember God, to remember Jesus at that point. That's what we stand. Well, those of you if this message has been a blessing to you, let us know. Let's go to the throne of grace. Father God, we thank you. That your institution of the Passover is passed on to us through the communion. We thank you, Lord God, that people have been healed because of the communion. People have been blessed because of the communion. People have, have received salvation 
because of the communion, covering over the children and family because of the communion. We thank you, Lord God. And as we take the communion in our lives later on throughout the day, throughout the week, as we take that, that we take it with all seriousness of heart. We take it with all seriousness of heart that our minds are open, our minds are free, our body is open, our body is free to receive the healing. As we as we cleanse our minds with the renewing of the words, we cleanse our hearts with the confession of our sin, as we cleanse our bodies by taking up communion, that the death angel, sickness, disease will pass over our bodies, pass over our families, pass over our homes, because of our sincerity of heart. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Again, if this message has been a blessing to you, we'd like to thank you. Check us out on Facebook. Remind your friends, neighbors, and even enemies that Bishop Q's wisdom call for Wednesdays is every Wednesday at 6 o'clock. This has been a blessing for me and a blessing for the hearers in the past and in the future. In Jesus' name, we praise you and thank you. Amen and amen. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.